Hello and welcome to The Gist. I am your host, Chris Vetrano, and I'm here every week to break down all the things happening in pop culture. And today we have a special guest joining me for the conversation. He's a multi-talented actor, singer, and musician who is currently starring in Freeform's newest season of the popular series, Cruel Summer. Please welcome Brayden De La Garza. Hey, Brayden. (laughs) Hi. How's it going? It's good. How are you? Doing well. Thanks so much for doing this today. Yeah, for sure. So you just joined Freeform's popular season or series. It's the second season of Cruel Summer. Yeah. Uh, huge hit. Tell us a little bit about your role and what we can expect from you this season. Yeah. So uh, I play Brent Chambers um, and I'm part of the Chambers family, which is kind of this uh, wealthy, powerful family in town. And um, my younger brother, Luke, you know, he, he's the, the main protagonist of the series and uh, or the male protagonist. And he's kind of caught up in a, a love triangle uh, between between uh, his childhood best friend and then a foreign exchange student that comes to stay with her. And so my role in all of it is I'm, I'm just kind of a, the arrogant older brother who I, I pop in here and there just to kind of uh, almost bully all the the younger kids um but then as as you see the season go on i don't want to spoil anything or get into it too much but uh, uh you really start to get to see my character develop and, and and show a lot of depth and you get to see more of who he really is yeah yeah i understand there might be some twists coming your <laughs> yeah character. Uh, so people have to tune in to to find out more about that <laughs> yeah for sure uh, so tell me a little bit about, because obviously this was such a wildly popular show for Freeform in their first season, um, ensemble cast. What was it like kind of joining in in the second season with with this cast? Yeah, so uh, it was really interesting, um, you know, because season one was so incredible and, and so successful that uh, I think all of the cast, because uh, we were all new to the series, it was, it was a big jump into a, a big pool because we were kind of having to live up to the expectations of, of season one, but we all uh, kind of banded together and relied on each other. Uh, and I really do think that season two is just as good, if not better than season one. Yeah. And I, he- I heard uh, another interview that you did that you guys have a group text and you guys yeah. are still in contact and we do it's like friends. Yeah. We, uh, today an episode is airing and, and we were texting in there just a bit ago cause we're all going to meet up and, and kind of have a watch party for it. Nice, nice. So staying in touch long after you guys wrapped. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's we wrapped in September and it's now mid-June. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's been months and we're still pretty close. Yeah. And so the, the genre of this kind of like, you know, teen, mainly teen-focused mm-hmm. um, series, was there one for you growing up that you watched or that you've drawn kind of inspiration from to kind of put yourself in this world? Uh, yeah, you know, I think um, one that I, I didn't keep up with it for that long, but, I, you know, I draw a lot of similarities to to shows like Riverdale because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a, it's a young adult drama and, and um, it can be cheesy at times, but it's entertaining um, all the time. And, uh, another one that a lot of people have been comparing our show to is Pretty Little Liars, and mm-hmm. and I know how successful that show was. It's you know it's 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 just entertaining young adult television. Uh, you yeah. know it keeps you on the edge of your seat and it makes you want to watch more. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're so formative too for people growing up in that yeah. like, age range. I mean I I watched several of them as I was growing up. The OC yeah. was kind of like one that I really got into. Yeah. 
uh, and you know, obviously those characters go on and we still like see them in memes and other things. Yeah. And so they really become like part of pop culture, which is very cool. I'm sure to be a yeah, part of something sure. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, like just seeing memes and like, uh, gifs of, of each other already is, has been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know that in your, uh, sort of debut, uh, bonjour became kind of your, your tagline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, even I, I got, uh, some texts that night from a lot of the executive producers and the showrunner and they all opened their texts of congratulations with bonjour. So that's, yeah. that's kind of become my thing. Yeah. Nice. Um, well, I know that you also grew up in an entertainment-minded family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demi Lovato is your cousin. Were you guys mm-hmm. close? And was her success, was that sort of formative for you in terms of wanting to get involved in the entertainment industry? Yeah, so I think it's really interesting because you would think, um, you know, it would be like kind of a catalyst for it. But, um, I mean, th- there it's kind of the relationship that anyone has with their cousin, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I see him at holidays and, and they lived in another state, you know, they were in California and I was in Dallas. And um, so it kind of was always just like a cool separate thing that, that was there. Um, but like my, like my, my mom's a teacher and my, my dad is in the car business. And um, so it, it, it was always interesting to kind of have like a benchmark of what success looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was never like a bridge for me. So it was kind of, it was kind of interesting to, to figure it out on my own. And, and, you know, I would be able to, uh, you know, reach out every once in a while. And just, uh, I remember when I did my first series, um, it was kind of like the first time I'd ever really talked to anyone in in the family about anything entertainment related. And I just called her and I asked her, how do I deal with just like the anxiety that I was feeling about, you know, going to do this big project and, and she was really helpful and, and talked me through it and, and, you know, calmed my nerves. But, um, yeah, I just think it's interesting. Everyone thinks that it's like this, we're some powerhouse, like, <laughs> entertainment family. We're all doing monologues for each other every night. But I really, like, I grew up with a, a, a pretty normal uh, household, and it was always kind of separate from me, which was, which was interesting to see them at holidays. But other than that, you know, I was hearing about my mom's teaching. Yeah. So what, what was it for you that made you kind of want to pursue this, this life? Yeah. I mean, it was, um, I just remember being like, one thing that me and my mom used to do when I was a kid is we would like, uh, just sit me, my mom and my sister in bed and watch like her shows that she liked to watch. And, Mm -hmm. um, it was like army wives. I remember was one that she really loved. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I didn't care much about it until I saw like, I was probably eight or seven or eight. And I saw like a seven or eight year old in the show. And it just like struck a chord with me that like someone my age is doing that on screen. And and it's something that I could do. And, uh, you know, it just clicked one day that like that person is saying words that aren't theirs. They're playing a character. They're not being themselves and they get to be on TV and, you know, they're doing it well. And it, it just kind of drew me in. And so I, I started from there and I did, you know, middle school theater and high school theater and, and everything up onto to where I am now. Yeah. So you just kind of one day said, you know, watching army wives in bed, you just looked at mom <laughs> yeah. and said, I need to be that kid. I need to be on screen. Exactly. It was just kind of like, that's, that's cool. I want to do that. And I mean, of course my mom at first was like, Oh yeah, sure. That's, you know, Sure you do. But, you know, I, I really started to be serious about it and I never wavered, uh, you know, when it came to what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, it's interesting too, because you mentioned kind of like what your parents did and, and the sort of juxtaposition of Mm -hmm. what was going on with Demi. 
And a lot of times, like I do think people assume that, you know, especially, you know, aunt and uncle or or siblings having like Mm -hmm. this very successful child is like a lot of parents become their own sort of stage parents of their kids. And like, I want that for my kid. And I want to like see my kid do something really successful. And it sounds like you truly just wanted to do this on your own. And yeah, for for sure. And I, you know, I'm very prideful that I, I kind of did it all on my own and it was no fault of my parents or anything like that. It was just, you know, they didn't really know. I mean, like I said, my mom's a teacher and my dad's in the car business. So they didn't really have any idea on how to, to help me down that path. So a lot of it was, you know, uh, when I was in high school, I would just like scour Facebook casting groups and, and seek out any auditions for anything I could find. Like I, somewhere out there in the world is my first ever acting job where I was, mm-hmm. uh, an extra in a bike shop commercial in Austin, Texas. Um, nice. you know, and, and I did that for, years uh you know like two or three years i was just driving to austin and any weird little shoots that i could find um until i i I did a movie or i had like two lines on a movie that happened to shoot in dallas which never happens and then Mm -hmm. uh from there i I met uh, a guy he's really cool guy named joel michael he was also in that movie and he introduced me to my reps because he just thought i had a good look and, and was a good actor and so it all it all kind of was just born out of me really wanting to do it and trying to find any way that I could to do it. And, and even still, my parents are kind of just like, they're along for the ride. Like I, I flew them out to, to come to the cruel summer premiere and they, it was their first time doing anything like that. And they think it's all really cool, but half the time they don't know what's going on, which is really, yeah. really funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's very different. Like too, when you're there at a premiere and any kind of like those kind of situations, it's like, you start to really see the peak behind the curtain and it's not at all what it looks like on the paparazzi shots. And all of a sudden you're like, I feel even more confused because I kind of thought I knew it was what I was walking into and it's nothing like that. Yeah, for sure. Even I remember my my parents were surprised at how small red carpet really is. Like, I mean, it's just a little box most of the time and you answer questions. Um, So that, that was really funny for them to get to see that for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, beyond even just the acting, though, I know you you sing, you play guitar, piano, drums, bass, ukulele, and harmonica. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like, you must have endless amounts of time to learn all of that. But like, where does all of the musical side of this come? Or is it all kind of together? Yeah, it's, it's kind of another thing where I just, um, I, I remember specifically when I was maybe four or five, my grandmother had a piano in her house um, and her and my mom were listening to Amazing Grace um, in the living room. I think it might have been like American Idol or something. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I was over at the piano and I just started picking out the notes. And my mom came over and freaked out because she thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then since then, I've kind of just always had a natural affinity for music, like I can, uh, and I have like all those instruments that, that you listed and I can play them, but I'm not saying I'm an expert at any of them. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. know how to read music. I don't know anything about music theory or anything like that. It's just, I, uh, I, I think I just have kind of a God given ability to be able to pick up an instrument and, and, and figure out how to play it. Um, which is really interesting because, uh, I really genuinely have no real interest in like releasing music or becoming a, like a music artist as a career. Like that's, that's acting for me. Okay. Um, but it's completely just like a hobby. Like I, I, I write music and I produce it and, and I just make it and it's just going to sit on my computer for me to listen to for fun probably. Cause it's just, 
I don't know. And my brain is just completely separated for some reason. Yeah. I mean, it, it does feel sometimes like it should be separate, like especially, mm-hmm. um, I mean, unless you're, you know, able to kind of do musical, you said you did musical theater. Like if you yeah. got some kind of like acting gig that also incorporated music, that sounds yeah, like for that sure. might be right up your alley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you, uh, also, I know when you work on your music, you, um, like produce and master it all yourselves. You, you, mm-hmm. you really clearly have some kind of passion for just like learning how to do things yeah, and like yeah. tackling that. Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah, I think, and I think that's where a lot of it, I mean, that's what playing instruments is, is, you know, figuring out how to best make music on each one. And, and so it definitely kind of presents itself as a challenge. And I think that is what I really like about it. Yeah, no. And uh, you mentioned in, uh, in talking kind of about how you came to acting is that you feel pride about that you did it all yourself. And so yeah. I imagine that that is like what also gives you this pride of like picking up a <laughs> a guitar and learning to play yeah. or piano and exactly and doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So you already answered the question is that you're not planning to release any music more widely, but you, but you love music and you yeah, do so I love much it. And it. you know, it's, I'm not, I'm never going to say never, you know, uh, maybe one day if I, you know, feel like letting other people hear what's going on, then I'll, I'll release something. But you know, I don't have an immediate release schedule right now on anything. Right. I, I'm just, you know, playing music for fun. Do you play it for friends or is it truly like this, like therapy for you? There's, there's a couple, I, you know, other musicians I'll play for, um, mainly it's kind of like, this is what I can do. What can you do? Let's trade off secrets and and, and different things. But, uh, yeah, most of the time, I I mean, there's probably like five or six people in the whole world that have heard any of the the music that I've made and I've, I've, I've made a lot. So it's, it's just kind of a close to the vest kind of thing for right now. Yeah. Um, so whether it's music or maybe in acting, like what, who or what are your influences? I think uh, my biggest influence, and it's a music one overall, is Paul McCartney. I think Paul mm-hmm. McCartney is the coolest person that's ever walked the earth. Yeah. Uh, I have a wall in my apartment right over there that is a Paul McCartney wall. I just think he's like, it, overall, just in anything ever, I think he's the most talented human that's alive mm-hmm. today. Like, I mean... I just, I I cannot talk enough about how much I love Paul McCartney. Um, But I think acting wise, um, I really, I really like um, actors who like their thing is just the acting. Like they don't, they're not super uh, public in their life. And Mm -hmm. like people like, uh, like an Adrian Brody, like Mm -hmm. no one really talks about Adrian Brody's, you know, personal life. He just comes in, he turns in amazing performances and then he, he goes back to his life. Same with like Daniel Day-Lewis. I think those Mm -hmm. are, those are people who really, you know, they love the craft and they they want to be known for their their skill as an actor first and foremost. And I I, I really admire that. Yeah, I mean, and that's you know admirable because I feel like especially sometimes with like younger uh, people that have come up in the industry or are on some of these like younger shows, mm-hmm. sometimes they think it's it's also about fame for them more yeah. so than it is the acting. And it's like, you know, you've seen some of, the, I won't, I won't name some of them, but there have been some of those shows yeah. where you like, you don't know if they're coming off these shows as because they're like actors or actresses, or if they like want to be musicians or if they want to yeah. do movies or if they want to just be famous. And yeah, for sure. It sounds like you really just want to be an actor. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, as a young actor, like you said, especially nowadays, you kind of have to have a social media presence, especially when you're starting out. I mean, 
every actor I know has, has, you know, a team behind them that's, that's wanting them to post and, and wanting all that kind of stuff. But I mean, the goal, like the dream would be to just wipe all social medias and really mm-hmm. just have like, anytime people talk about me, just be like, wow, what a great performance he turned in. And I mean, that's not to say, of course, you know, everyone, it, it doesn't hurt your ego to have, you know, people giving you likes on, on Instagram or anything like that. But it's, I very much recognize it's a short term thing. Like it's, yeah. it's short term gratification and, and, you know, to have a, a career with longevity, I want to focus on the craft and that's really what I'm, I'm passionate about. Yeah, no, I mean, and, it is tough. I think, you know, we've had a lot of musicians on, um, on the series here and, you know, they talk a lot about the social media stuff and, and I used to work in the music industry. So it's changed a lot. Even the last mm-hmm. few years is like now labels and stuff won't put any money towards your song unless it like goes viral on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, And it's yeah. like, it's crazy that TikTok is like running the music industry and yeah, for sure. social media becomes this thing where, it truly is like driving what success looks like. And, and so for, I I imagine for someone like you, who's like, would rather just wipe it all. It's probably a bit of like a struggle to kind of find like that balance of like being true to yourself, but also trying to build your audience because you know that that's a necessary step towards success. Exactly. And it's, you know, I, like I, I will post, what you know, I, I kind of post out of just like I feel an obligation every you know every month or so to to put something up there. But I try to just you know put up funny pictures of me and my friends. Like I I don't um, I really have no interest in like being an influencer or like a social media person. Like that just doesn't doesn't interest me very much. You know, I yeah. want like I said, I, you know, the most interaction with that would be I would want is like people posting clips of me on a press tour on TikTok. Like that would be, that would, that would be the max if I, if I, you know, had it my way, but it's a necessary step as a young actor nowadays. So I I get it and I'll, I'll do it until I don't have to anymore. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, you know, obviously you like being in front of the camera and doing the acting stuff musically. You like to keep that a little bit more private. Have you ever thought about taking kind of your skills of, producing music and playing music and doing more stuff behind the scenes with it. Yeah. I do think that one thing I would really be interested in, um, is like writing songs for other people. Um, like I think it would, if I was ever going to release something and I would want to release like an album of songs that I wrote and like I produce and I master, but it has like my favorite artists singing it and and playing the instruments. Like I think that would be really, really cool. Um, because that, that's the part where, you know, I, I really do enjoy um, just just writing music. I mean, like, I, I, that's, I, I play so many instruments out of a necessity for wanting to build out songs that I've written. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be something that I'd be really interested in. Uh, I have no idea how to get into that. Um, but, you know, being a songwriter would be be great in my, uh, I, I mean, I'd love to just be anonymous too. Like, I don't, I don't even have to put my name on it. Um, yeah. that, w- that would be really cool. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do. They just come up with the you know pseudo name of for their very different craft and they operate under that name for yeah for producing and you don't ever know that it's you know i think uh what was it taylor swift uh wrote that song with calvin harris when they were dating and mm-hmm. no one and it was the rihanna song that calvin harris released but no one knew that taylor swift had written it because like she yeah. used some like crazy name <laughs> um you could just do that you could be yeah t swift i could <laughs> Um, so cool. So, uh, 
anyways, back to the acting stuff. What's next? Like what happens when this season wraps? Do you have kind of plans on where you're going? Uh, right now, I mean, I'm, I've just been auditioning, and I mean, with with all the strikes going on, it's it's been pretty slow. But um, you know, I think we as an industry are are working through it. Um, and you know, I'm I've been doing some other stuff. Uh, I, I just you know helped a, a friend out with it with a short film of his, and I was a first AD, which was the first you know time I've ever gone to the crew side, which is cool. And um, yeah, I, I just came back from Chicago yesterday. I did a, a comedy show. Um, like an ensemble thing with, with an, uh, a friend of mine. And so I've just been kind of uh, keeping myself busy really um, yeah. while I'm auditioning and, and hopefully, you know, the next thing that's right for me comes along and uh, yeah, but for right now it's just, you know, shows coming out. I'm, I'm enjoying seeing the reaction to it. Yeah. I was going to say, it's probably only a matter of time before you get behind the camera and start directing, yeah. producing, doing all of that. Yeah. That, that'd be great. Pick up. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. The, um, and then when you said comedy show, was that a stage show? Yeah, it was, uh, my, my friend Gray, he's, uh, he's, he's on TikTok. He does all these skits and, um, he, but he, he really wants to be a director and wants to, you know, do bigger scale things. So we all kind of wrote a comedy show, uh, on, it was a live stage show. And then we took it to Chicago and, and performed it for, for some people. It's really, it's just a goofy little show that we, we all, you know, had some free time. So we wanted to put it together, but it, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask is, is the stage something that you'd be interested in kind of going back to given your musical theater kind of upbringing? Yeah, I, I think I, I would, um, I, uh, I don't know if I would want to do uh, a super meaty musical theater role. I just don't think I'm a good enough singer. Um, I, I, I can, I can sing. Okay. But, uh, I, I don't want to be one of those guys who steps into a Broadway role just because they're a name, but they obviously don't have the voice for it. Um, but I'd love to do a play on, on, on Broadway. I think that would be awesome. I really enjoyed, um, getting into just like meteor plays when, when I was in high school, I, I directed, um, uh, a play called red. Mm-hmm. And that was a, it was a two person play and it was really just had so much depth and it was so amazing to direct. And I, I would love to be in a role like, like Ken from that play. I mean, it was, it was, it was amazing to, to, to see how that turned out. And I would love to, to jump into something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see kind of how, um, I feel like there's like a resurgence of the stage coming, mm-hmm. um, especially given you you mentioned the writer strike and and what's happening with AI and all of the things is um, it's all kind of wild and I can't imagine like kind of entering the the industry right now with with everything that's going on. But I'm wondering if there's going to be sort of this like return to like more stage productions and live yeah. theater because like people will crave that instead of kind of what's happening with this AI stuff. Yeah, I think so. And I think also like, uh, you know, TV especially is kind of in an interesting place right now where I think we've almost kind of oversaturated the market with so much of it, which is why I think a lot of the the pullback of the industry kind of happened because we realized mm-hmm. there's so much. Um, and so I think for a lot of actors, especially my age, it's kind of easy to get lost in the mix up of so much content. Um, so I think that we will see a lot of, of young actors, especially kind of moving towards the stage where it is, uh, a, you know, th- there's less, um, saturation there and, and people pay more attention, uh, like, like, uh, Olivia Holt, 
Um, I think she just went and, and is on Broadway right now, um, like from season one of the show. And I think that's incredible. And I think a lot of younger actors will be, will be following suit because it's just, it's a cool space to be in. And I think it gives an opportunity to, to show more of an artistic side, uh, especially for a young actor. Cause a lot of young, young adult shows, uh, you know, aren't known for their, tendency to you know bring award-winning performances so i think it's it's a great place to kind of stretch your wings yeah well maybe the teen choice words i don't know i don't even know (laughs) because they're still happening these days yeah that was that was a big award show back in the day but yes i understand and um and yeah i mean because acting is acting and so you're still you're still you know putting your talents out there for the world yeah. to see. And, and like, and like we said at the top, this is such a popular series. It really does kind of have that pretty little liar sort of buzz mm-hmm. that it had early on. So, um, so it's gotta be awesome to be a part of something like that. Um, right now, the season is a couple of episodes in, uh, mm-hmm. into this season. Um, but tell folks where they can catch it or get caught up on it. Yeah, so uh, you can catch up on it on on Hulu uh, right now as we're we're shooting this. I think there's two episodes out. Uh, there'll be three by tomorrow, but you can catch up. It'll always be on Hulu the next day after it airs, and then uh, it'll air live uh, at 10 p.m. wherever you are uh, in the country on Freeform on nice. Mondays. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and you were talking about how there's so much content, and part of that is like the streamings, and there's mm-hmm. everybody now has one. I know my TV is like cluttered full of all these different like apps with, it's just like so many shows, so much stuff to watch. And so it's always good to like know where you can find it live and then also go like find where it, where it lives in the streaming world now these days. For sure. Um, well, awesome. Well, I, uh, know you're going to run, but tell folks, I know you're not a big social media person, but, uh, where can they find you just to stay up to date with everything that you've got going on? Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Braden D El Garza on, on all my socials. Um, like I said, I'm not, don't post a whole lot, uh, but I, but I do still post so you can, you can keep up with me there. Awesome. And that's all the social platforms or is Instagram yeah. kind of the primary? Uh, I, I mean, Instagram is probably the most used, um, but like Twitter and uh, I don't really ever post on TikTok, but I, I do have one and you can follow me there. All right. Well, TikTok's where you got to like start acting and putting these like <laughs> comedy chops because every time I go on there, I'm like, what do people want to see on here? And I'm like, this is beyond <laughs> me. I'm not a comedian. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a tough sure. one. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. Um, you know, I definitely encourage everyone to go check out the new season of Cruel Summer and follow you because you're going to be doing some amazing things given all of the stuff that you just sort of pick up and learn. Um, so you. I can't wait to see what what is next for you. Yeah, me too. Awesome. Well, well thanks so much for being here. And uh, for all of you out there, don't forget to rate and subscribe so that you never miss an episode of The Gist. You can follow me at CM Vetrano, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, and you can tune in next week for more from The Gist. Until then, Chris Vetrano and Brayden, we're signing off. Bye. Bye.